You're listening to To Succeed, Just Let Go, a podcast that'll change how you think and change your life. I'm Willie Horton and I'm a psychologist. I've been helping people change their lives since 1996. Broadcasting from the French Alps and delighted to have you along. Let's take this week's step in the right direction. We've talked a lot over the years about doing the right thing and about being the right person in the right place at the right time, armed with the presence of mind so that you know what's going on and you do the right thing and you do the right thing effortlessly. How do you know if you're doing the right thing? It's a question I get asked frequently. How do I know if I'm acting from my gut instinct or if I'm acting from something constructed by my normal thinking mind? Let's deal with the easy one first. If you're doing some of the same things that you've tried to do before and as a result of which you didn't succeed, you're probably not doing the right thing. You're probably operating from your thinking mind that is saying, try and try again, in the same way as we talked about perseverance over the last couple of weeks. If you're doing anything that requires effort, you're clearly not in the zone, you're not in the right place, and therefore the chances are you're not doing the right thing. If you're doing what you're doing without effort, on the other hand, that's a sure and certain sign that you're moving in the right direction and in all probability doing the right thing. But let's get deeper into this and closer to the fundamentals of it all. You'll always know you're doing the right thing because it feels somewhere deep down that it is the right thing to do. And that isn't coming from you convincing yourself that it's the right thing to do or that you should be doing it now because it's on some kind of plan that your normal thinking mind has put together. The right thing is done when you are in concert with the harmonious flow of your own energy. Now, if your energy is flowing harmoniously, you're going to be in concert with it anyway. You just won't be able to help it. It will indeed be effortless. But in this episode, I want to talk about something more specific with regard to understanding whether or not I'm doing the right thing. In other words, feeling it, I suppose. When you're doing the right thing, you will be facilitated by synchronicity. In other words, things or pieces of information or events or people that you need to fall into your path at the right moment in the right way will literally, as I said, fall into your path. Things will fall into your lap. Now, it'll feel as if they've fallen into your lap. It will feel completely effortless because they are the synchronicities that come from being in flow. Now, this is an interesting one because, as I've just said, if you're doing the right thing, you will be facilitated by synchronicity. It works the other way around, too. Synchronicity will enable you do the right thing without thinking about it, because it will feel right once you have, on the one hand, become aware of the opportunity, and on the other hand, become aware of the significance of the opportunity. In other words, realized that the opportunity that has been presented to you fits with the feeling that you have of the way in which you want to move now in the context of the way in which you want to experience all good things in your life to the point 
that the opportunity that has presented itself to you now is appraised by your gut instinct as a synchronicity. We've talked about this before. World is full of opportunities. I was talking to a group of people a couple of weeks ago, and we were talking about how people often are at the end of their tether before they, to quote somebody who was on that Zoom, grab the lifeline that they have been thrown. And someone else said, oh, why is it that you're always thrown a lifeline when you're desperate or at the last minute? And somebody else said, well, I've never been thrown a lifeline. Uh, I'm obviously a little bit further back down in the following the process. We've talked about following the process before, but then somebody else said, but your lifelines are being thrown to us all of the time. It's just that when you're not in the right frame of mind, you can't see what is before your very eyes. There are lifelines cascading all around us all of the time. But the trick, and it's not a trick, of course, the key thing that we need to understand is which lifelines are the ones that are for us that we should grab and which lifelines are just the lifelines that come and go in the course of ordinary everyday life experienced in an extraordinary fashion by a mind that is present. Now, there's so much that I've just said in that one single sentence, because we create the extraordinary out of our ordinary everyday lives by being present. The extra is presence. And as a result of that, everything that we touch is transformed. Everything that we encounter is seen for what it is. All opportunities that come our way are noticed and understood. An opportunity that is for me becomes a synchronicity. And of course, synchronicities, as I said a moment ago, enable me do the right thing in the right way at the right time. And that enables me effortlessly move towards a life that is best for me. Now, I need to explain what I mean by that because I use that phrase quite often. Most people will assume that when they reflect on how they should set their minds to achieve their goals and objectives or what I would call their perfect moments. Most people assume that they need to understand what they're looking for or they need to have some feel for the kind of experiences that they want to have or indeed they need to have a sure and definite goal in mind. None of the above applies. What you need to do is turn up to the present moment armed with an understanding that somewhere deep down in you, there is a knowing of what is best for you. Practical example. Some of you who listen to this podcast, who are owners of the online program, will know one particular individual who, for five or six months, or possibly even longer than that, would come on our Wednesday evening Zooms and say, I did another interview yesterday. I did a great interview. I put my best foot forward and I've just got another no, but that's okay because I thought that job would be exactly what I was looking for. I thought that that job that I had interviewed for was right up my alley in terms of what would enable me move forward in my life. But clearly that is not the case because in not getting that job, I know deep down because I can feel it that there's something better waiting for me. 
And this went on for a while and people were saying, but hold on, I mean, you know, sooner or later your perfect moment needs to come to pass. Now, that's an interesting one because when we start thinking that way, in effect, we start questioning whether we will achieve our goals and objectives. That's an awfully slippery slope because when we start questioning in that fashion, we open our minds to the thoughts that have traditionally and normally held us back in every day of our normal crazy life up to the time we started out on a journey of self-discovery on the one hand, and on a journey of creating the kind of life we would really love to live or the kind of life that would be best for us as a result of being on that journey of self-discovery. These two things go hand in hand. Bear with me on this. This individual ended up getting his perfect moment. Now, you and I will know from previous conversations, from previous episodes of this podcast, that I recommend that people handwrite what I call their perfect moments. It's it's an imperfect name for a process whereby we set our minds by taking a new psychological snapshot through handwriting what we want as if we are already there. Or to put it more specifically, handwriting how it feels to experience the joy of having arrived at a moment that we haven't been prescriptive or specific about. In other words, we're keeping our minds wide open to all the lifelines, all the opportunities, all the synchronicities of life that our thinking mind couldn't even imagine. So eventually this guy got his perfect moment. He rang me on Good Friday morning, 2022, almost a year ago. And I wasn't working and I wasn't expecting a call from anybody. And I said, oh, good morning. Why, why are you phoning me? He said, I'm experiencing my perfect moment. I said, right, isn't that wonderful? I said, how did you go about writing your perfect moment? He said, my perfect moment was, as handwritten by me, me ringing you to tell you that the job of my dreams, the job could, that I could never imagine getting has just fallen into my lap. So I'm ringing you to tell you that. This morning, he said, I got a call from somebody. I did an interview a couple of days ago. I did it, I suppose, in flow when I think about it or when I reflect upon it, because I just did it. I didn't care whether I did it perfectly or not. I was gone beyond caring. Now, that's a really interesting expression. What that means is that he was carefree, not that he was careless. It's an entirely different thing, obviously. So he went into this interview without a care in the world, just did his thing came out and got a job that he never even imagined he would might even be qualified for. And he said it was all effortless. It just fell into his lap. And it came about as a result of a synchronicity. Him bumping into somebody else who said, oh, you might be interested in talking to these people. Or then again, you might not. It's not really something you've done before. And there you are. A synchronicity, something that kind of just happened. Now, these things don't just happen. We cultivate the right state of mind, and that state of mind enables us to be present. And when we're present, we have an instinctive understanding of the direction in which we want our lives to go, an instinctive understanding of what is best for us. As a result of that, we're tuned in. It's like as if we have our antennae up. When we go into a pub, as somebody was telling me recently, he had dropped his daughter to a particular town about 20 miles from where he lived and he was waiting for her for an hour or two, decided to go into a bar, had a conversation at the bar with an individual he'd never met in his life before, as a result of which he got a new business idea and now that business is booming only 18 months later. 
a synchronicity, something that just happens. Now, of course, none of these things just happen. He was tuned in and it felt like the right thing to do what he did at that moment in time. In exactly the same way, we talked a few weeks ago about somebody meeting his nearest and dearest because it felt like the right thing to have a cup of coffee before he left his apartment that morning, as a result of which he bumped into a stranger who became his wife. These things are happening all of the time. Now, I made a point a minute ago that I said I would come back to. And that is that it's as a result of the journey of self-discovery that we become aware of the kind of life that is best for us. This journey of self-discovery, it could be described as a journey of self-awareness, becoming aware of who you really are, or perhaps becoming aware of what you really are. We are energy vibrating in an energetic universe. When our minds are operating harmoniously. We talked about that last week. When our minds are playing beautiful music, when our energy is in flow, our energy is tuned in to the rate at which the energy of the universe is vibrating around us. And we communicate with that energy at an energetic level. I'm not making this stuff up. This isn't a fairy tale. This isn't woo-woo, as somebody said to me recently. This is modern quantum science explaining how, for example, somebody that you haven't met or thought of for years pops into your head and you bump into them in the street or they phone you out of the blue. This is the very essence of how we communicate with our surroundings and how we send out our intentions into a world that is only waiting to present us with the opportunities to achieve that which we intend. So we're actually energy, we're just energy. You may look to yourself very solid, you may slap yourself across the face and feel very solid, but actually you and I are just vibrating energy and meditation enables our energy to flow coherently and harmoniously through our very being and out into the universe, carrying our intentions in photons of light. Again, that's science talking. That's not me making this stuff up. So that I actually become a co-creator of those lifelines that I mentioned earlier on. Tuned in well enough and fear-free on to that in a moment. Fear free so that I just embrace whatever lifelines are not just dangled or thrown in my direction, but lifelines that, as I said a moment ago, have been co-created by me. All right, let's stop for a moment. I want to talk about fear because even though we have said that doing the right thing is facilitated by synchronicity and that synchronicity enables you to do the right thing. It's a circular motion. It's a process. There are some people who have their paths scattered with opportunity and synchronicity that still don't grasp at these lifelines and live or die to tell the tale. A very, very good friend of mine, many years ago, working in the life insurance industry, said to me, my dream is to own a fishing lodge, to own and run a fishing lodge. That would be my ideal job to the point where it wouldn't be work at all. I'd be just doing what I love. So that's my dream. 
He said, right now, I need the flow of income from the salary that I get from this insurance company. He said, but that's my dream. He said, and I've set my mind as a result of talking with you. I've set my mind by handwriting a perfect moment that I'm sitting on the deck of my fishing lodge. About six months later, the company he was working for decided to close up shop and gave him an enormous payoff, an enormous payoff. And I said to him, there you are, there's your capital. It's time to set up your fishing lodge. So off he went. And I didn't hear from him for a couple of months. And then I bumped into him on the street in Dublin. And I said to him, what are you doing in Dublin? I thought you were heading down the country to set up your fishing lodge. Oh, I got an offer I couldn't refuse from another life insurance company. And now I've taken that job. Much better pay. I'm sure at some point along the way, I'll be able to embrace and live my dream. I said, I, I don't know. I said, you were presented with this huge synchronicity. You were presented with basically a check that said, go and do what you want to do. Go and do what feels right. Go and do what you've always dreamed would be best for you. But no, off he went to this other insurance company. A year later, that insurance company decided to shut up shop. Do you see a pattern emerging here? It's like the universe saying, come on, come on, here's another opportunity. I'm giving you another big check to go and set up your fishing lodge. So I said to him, now you've been slapped across the face twice. I don't think you need to have it done to you a third time. So he said, yep, I'm ready, ready, willing and able. Six months later, I bump into him on the street in Dublin. I said, what are you doing here? Oh, he said, I got an opportunity to go into business with a couple of insurance brokers and I've set up this brokerage and, you know, the business is flying so that at some point along the way, I'll be able to live the dream, to live the life that I would really love to live. And as I said to him at this stage, your life is passing you by. You're actually being given the opportunities and they're blatant opportunities. It isn't that you would have to kind of consider or reflect on whether these opportunities really are opportunities or not. Are you trying to fit a square peg into a round hole and make something that's half an opportunity into a synchronicity? These were blatant synchronicities. He said, no, he said, in due course, he said, when I finish doing all of this stuff that he didn't like doing, by the way, he said, I'll be able to live the dream. About two years later, I called him. I was living in France at this stage. And I knew that he had been ill, but I didn't realize how ill. I spoke to him the day before he died. And I said to him, here you are, 39 years of age. Is there anything you regret? Now, he called me a number of names that for the purposes of having this podcast published, I cannot repeat, but he knew exactly what I was getting at. Life, the universe, had slapped him across the face a couple of times, had literally given him, tied in a bow, the opportunities, including the money, to be able to do exactly what he wanted to do with his life. And he always assumed that at some point in the future, I can start living my life. Now, as I have often said to people recently, you know, people who have said to me, oh, when I'm 60, I'll be able to do this. And this guy might be 54 or 55. And I'd say to them, 
Aren't you awful presumptuous to assume that you'll still be around at 60 years of age? Your life is lived now. This is it, mate. We have to live our lives to the full in the here and now. The point I'm making is this guy was afraid to do what felt right. He was burdened by one of the most common fears of all. Fear of letting go what I already know. Fear of stepping outside my comfort zone, even though, first of all, I don't like my comfort zone. And secondly, I know that where I want to go would be bliss, as far as I'm concerned, would be, quote unquote, because this guy actually said it to me, would be best for me. Fear of change. We are actually wired to be afraid of change. As an aside, but it's actually a very important aside, this guy, this fishing lodge friend of mine, was one of the guys that I've referred to, oh, a number of episodes back when I talked about how people would sign up for what was a three-day workshop in Dublin at the time, in the late 1990s, would sign up and pay up to attend or participate in one of these workshops. And some people would take months or even years to turn up. This was one of those guys. It took him 18 months between booking and paying to actually doing the workshop. And I asked him, what took you so long? He said, I was afraid to find out what my inner potential might really be. Now he discovered it. He went on that journey of self-discovery, but still he was tied down by one of the most primal things that we carry around with us, fear of change. We're wired not just to resist change, but to run a mile in the opposite direction. Why? Because in evolutionary times, change meant danger. It meant moving away or potentially moving away from the herd where there was safety in numbers. So even if you are being slapped across the face by synchronicity, you still need the wit you still need the presence of mind to embrace that synchronicity. When we moved to France, oh, more than 20 years ago at this stage, the synchronicities flowed like pennies from heaven. I won't break into song, don't worry about it. When it rains, it rains pennies from heaven. Anyway, we arrived in France I talked a couple of weeks ago about how we discovered that we had moved to France about 14 kilometers from one of the leading tennis clubs in the world for young and up-and-coming tennis players. Our daughter was one of those. I mentioned that a couple of weeks ago. I mentioned that we actually emigrated a couple of weeks before Christmas. Maybe I didn't mention that. Oh, the interesting thing about that is I have never in my life got cheap airline tickets on any occasion, regardless of the number of emails I received from airlines about ticket sales. The five of us emigrated to France on five one cent Ryanair tickets. The only time that ever happened, we paid five cents plus a bit of taxes, but we paid five cents for our tickets when we emigrated to France. It's just one of those mad, crazy, weird, as some people describe them to me. As people say to me, oh, something weird just happened. I say to them, that's not weird. That's a synchronicity. That was the first synchronicity. Well, it was one of the many synchronicities. 
I still have to tell you about how we got the money to buy the apartment. I did mention that a couple of weeks ago, and I will, I promise, come back to it. But we moved to France. We were going out to Christmas Eve dinner with friends of ours who ran one of the sports shops, one of the ski shops in the village that we had moved to. And we were walking down the street to the restaurant, the five of us, the two of us, our three children and these two friends, when we bumped into a girl who was an estate agent. My friend, the ski shop owner, introduced us to the estate agent. The estate agent said, oh, are you on holidays? And we said, no, we've moved here. And, you know, we'd really be interested in building something here. The place we've moved to is actually and originally was only intended to be a holiday apartment. She said, I've got the prime site in Les Contemines-Monchois, the village that we were in at that moment in time. She said, these sites with a view of Mont Blanc come up very, very rarely indeed. I said, well, can we have a look at it tomorrow? We bought it the following day. The contract was signed the first week in January. We applied for planning permission to build a chalet on that land on the 2nd of February. We were told it would take between six and nine months. It could even take 12 months because the local mayor was a stickler. That isn't exactly the way he was described, but that's my translation of it. He was one of these people who the planning permission had to be basically pulled out from like hen's teeth. We got our planning permission on the 14th of February because the deputy mayor lived in the house adjoining the parcel of land that we had just bought. I was doing cartwheels of joy when he realised that somebody was going to build a private chalet on the land rather than perhaps a couple of apartments. Everything just fell into our lap. Or did it? We had to buy the one cent Ryanair tickets. We had to get on the Ryanair flight. We had to move into our apartment. We had to go out for dinner that Christmas Eve, even though traditionally we would have spent Christmas Eve inside at home with the kids, but it felt right to go out that evening. It felt right the following day to visit that piece of land and decide to buy it. And boy, did it feel right. It felt so outrageous the day we got the planning permission because we were on, we had only moved to France and I didn't know all the legal jargon in French. We got a letter from the uh, mairie, the, the mayor's office. And I had to bring it down to the people that were going to build our chalet to get them to translate it for me because I wasn't 100% sure what it was. And they said, what? We have never in our lives seen anything like this before. Well, we had to apply for the planning permission. The point I'm making is that everything fell into our lap when we did the right thing. And when you do the right thing, you will be facilitated by synchronicity and the synchronicities will cascade in a way that you are literally taken up and lifted along by what the University of Chicago calls flow. We flowed along and when you're in flow you just do the right things in the right way at the right time and you do them effortlessly. And the more you do them effortlessly, the more opportunities or synchronicities to do the right things in the right way effortlessly present themselves. So I said I wouldn't sing, but the old song says, when it rains, it rains pennies from heaven. Make sure that your umbrella 
is upside down. Make sure that you are tuned in. Make sure that your energy is harmonious, coherent, and flowing freely out into the universe. Make sure that you are taking the steps that we all need to take every day on this journey of self-discovery, because it is through discovering yourself that all good things effortlessly flow. You've been listening to To Succeed, Just Let Go. To get involved, join me in my Facebook group, strangely enough called To Succeed, Just Let Go. And for more information, visit www.willie-dash.com.